Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. of the age he's going to manifest in one man pictured here as a wild beast out of control voracious deceiving destroying and yet everybody's going to love him it's a fascinating thing to me to consider you know I pointed out to you that verse says the whole world is going to follow him the whole world is going to be deceived by him what does that mean the whole world is going to be deceived by him the whole world is going to willingly follow this guy. There have been countless speculations regarding the number of the beast and the spirit of the Antichrist throughout history. What we do know is that the spirit of the Antichrist has long been at work. In today's message, Pastor Robert teaches us about the manifestation of the Antichrist in the last days and his effect on the world. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now turn to the 13th chapter of Revelation and let's join Pastor Robert with today's message. Revelation chapter 13 focuses almost exclusively on the Antichrist. It's not the most encouraging chapter in the Bible. The Antichrist and the false prophet, pictured as wild beasts empowered by the dragon to deceive and and destroy. Uh, But we're going to read through it and talk about it a a little bit uh, today. He says, Revelation chapter 13, verse 1, Then I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads a blasphemous name. Now stop right there for just a quick second. You know, Dr. J. Vernon McGee points out that in that opening statement, he's, he, then I stood on the sand of the sea. Dr. McGee said he, he really thinks that, that the way we should read that is then he stood on the sand of the sea, talking about the dragon, empowering, giving power, giving, you know, bringing forth this beast, which John saw rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and 10 horns. He said, the beast, which I saw was like a leopard. That's again, one of those places. It wasn't a leopard. It was like a leopard. He's trying to describe what he saw that, you know, this was a little strange, this vision said, I saw a a beast like a, like a leopard or a panther, same word. His feet were like the feet of a bear, his mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world marveled and followed the beast. Powerful statement right there. We're going to end up coming back to that. All the world. How many is that? All the world, right? All the world marveled and followed the beast. So they worshiped the dragon who gave authority to the beast and they worshiped the beast saying, who is like the beast who is able to make war with him? And he was given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. 
and he was given authority to continue for 42 months. Then he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven. It was granted him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. All authority was given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. All who dwell on the earth will worship him, whose names have not been written in the book of life of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. It's like, pay attention. He who leads into captivity shall go into captivity. And he who kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here's the patience and the faith of the saints. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, spoke like a dragon. He exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. He performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it's the number of a man. His number is 666. You know, one of the more well-known little areas there about the Antichrist and the beast and the mark of the beast and 666, and we get all freaked out and focused on this. You know, if you notice that the Bible says that in, in this portion that, that the beast is wounded, it's deadly wound and it's healed. And, and, you know, Bible scholars believe that at some point the Antichrist is going to be killed and come back to life. You know, it's just this kind of weirdness that it's not real sure, you know, scholars are not exactly sure how this is going to happen, exactly what's going to happen. There's, there's disagreement about it. I'm reading in, in one uh, commentary uh, about it and this Bible scholar that that says, okay, only God has the power to give life and to bring back to life. So it's impossible that the devil brings the Antichrist back to life. And, you know, and, and there's all kinds of, of disagreement. Sometimes I think we get bogged down in some of these details a little bit too much. During the seven-year period of tribulation, it's coming at the end of the age, the spirit of Antichrist, which John says, you know, 2,000 years ago, he said that spirit of Antichrist is already hard at work on the earth. And that hasn't changed, right? Spirit of Antichrist is hard at work on the earth. But at the end of the age, he's going to manifest in one man, pictured here as a wild beast, out of control, voracious, deceiving, destroying, and yet everybody's going to love him. It's a fascinating thing to me to consider. You know, I pointed out to you that verse says the whole world is going to follow him. The whole world is going to be deceived by him. What does that mean? The whole world is going to be deceived by him. The whole world is going to willingly follow this guy, put their trust in him, believe him. He's going to be incredibly persuasive. He's going to be really likable. You know, jokingly, a few weeks ago, I told you I was absolutely certain that Donald Trump is not the Antichrist. Just because he's not loved by that many people. You know what I mean? The Antichrist is going to be loved 
by the whole world. It's a frightening thing to consider, guys. Daniel the prophet wrote about it more than 2,500 years ago in Daniel chapter 7, verse 19. Daniel wrote, he's writing about a vision, one of the visions that that he had received, and I, you know, we, we, I didn't want to read the whole chapter to you, but in the middle, he, he says, then, I wished to know the truth about the fourth beast. He had seen several beasts, this fourth beast, which was different from all the others, exceedingly dreadful with its teeth of iron, its nails of bronze, which devoured broken pieces and trampled the residue with its feet and the 10 horns that were on its head and the other horn which came up before which three fell, namely, that horn which had eyes and a mouth which spoke pompous words whose appearance was greater than his fellows. I was watching and the same horn was making war against the saints and prevailing against them until the Ancient of Days came and a judgment was made in favor of the saints of the Most High and the time came for the saints to possess the kingdom. Thus, he said, the fourth beast shall be a fourth kingdom on earth which shall be different from all other kingdoms shall devour the whole earth, trample it, and break it in pieces. The ten horns are kings who shall arise from this kingdom. And another shall rise after them. He shall be different from the first ones and shall subdue three kings. He shall speak pompous words against the Most High and shall persecute the saints of the Most High and shall intend to change times and law. Then the saints shall be given into his hand for a time, times, and half a time. But the court shall be seated and they shall take away his dominion to consume and destroy it forever. Then the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people, the saints of the Most High. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey him. This is the end of the account. As for me, Daniel, my thoughts greatly troubled me, my countenance changed, but I kept the matter in my heart. In other words, Daniel said, this whole thing kind of freaked me out, really messed me up, but I, I, just, I just kind of tucked it away and because it's, this was something that the Lord showed him. It was for later. This was for the end. And now in Revelation, we're given a little more of the same as, as more is being revealed. One of the things that we see here is that during this time of tribulation, you know, there, there are going to be those who will actually come to know Jesus Christ will be awakened quite possibly by the rapture. And so after the rapture, they'll put their trust in Jesus, but when it's going to get ugly. It's going to be really hard. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. The book of Revelation is filled with pictures and metaphors and can be utterly confusing at times. We are so glad Pastor Robert has jumped into this book with us, untangling the mysteries and sharing the truth that Jesus is going to return one day. Pastor Robert and all of us here at Main Thing Radio would like to urge you to take the message of the gospel out into the world. The only way to avoid the judgment we're learning about in Revelation is to know and follow Jesus and allow Him to rescue us from it. Everyone needs to hear this message, and we're the ones who can tell them. We're so glad you joined us today on Main Thing Radio. If you'd like to hear this teaching again, we'd encourage you to visit our website, MainThingRadio.com. There you can also subscribe to our podcast, and here's Tracy to tell you more. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days with blinding speed. Those in-between moments are great opportunities to connect with God. 
Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, Tracy. And thank you for listening today to Main Thing Radio.